0: On this computer. All right, we're recording. It's on and popping. Hey, this is the virtual hi. hi. This is the the virtual um, episode. Another, virtual
1: learning space.
0: Yet another virtual episode.
1: Let's go. Glitch, 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 glitch. Remember when you were freezing on the camera?
0: <laughs> the other day I did it, and I was I was uh. I was pretending to freeze, and they're like, wait, is he really frozen? They're like, nah, it's a dream.
1: No, I, that's what I'm talking about, when you were, like, pretending. That was yeah. fucked up. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was like, okay, so should I continue?
0: <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Should we get into it?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Okay can't play the theme song i have to edit this in like you're not you're really not understanding the whole editing process like i have to, like the magic has to happen in there this is all going to be deleted out all right ratchet and woke podcast welcome welcome to the show welcome i don't understand shit show. shout out to everybody listening on spotify shout out to everyone listening on the block 105 much appreciated our numbers are going up yay yay right the black people love us. I wish they would yeah. just email us. <laughs> email questions, comments, email. topics at email. Uh,
1: <laughs> Ratchetable at Ratchetable podcast, podcast at gmail.com. Thank You're you. You're tired, baby. Thank
0: you. I'm You're telling you. Jet I'm telling you.
1: This man yeah. is in New York right now, and I am in the Bay, and he took another red eye to New York. I don't know why he loves red eyes.
0: Because then I wake up and I have the whole day ahead of me, but I, I need some adequate sleep in order for that to... to be optimal <laughs>
1: yes i love red eye contacts
0: you do immediately because they make you look like a demon
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like to look like a demon all right well let's get into it we don't have to lollygag around yeah, we it. have, you know, we no have pussy a lot of around
0: <laughs> we have big topics big big topics going on
1: all right, let's talk about the first thing that's that's at the forefront what's, of what's my mind. What's the pressing, mind,
0: yeah, what's the pressing? business? it
1: really talk? shook me. It's got me shook right now.
0: Shook it's, to your core.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm a little freak leaks, you know? Uh, <laughs> we watched a, <laughs> a YouTube doc on how the internet and social media specifically is impacting young people in this yes. generation. And it is quite terrifying. <laughs>
0: So it, it was a, it was a documentary called Children
1: 2.0 I hate that title by the way it sounds scary
0: yeah sounds like sex
1: trafficking Epstein slash children of the put well, together
0: it's basically that right like they it really basically is <laughs> a, an hour-long documentary about how the internet wants to fuck your kids <laughs> and like
1: but not even just just that it's like okay the, the thing let's let's summarize it really quick yeah so it basically shows it's interviewing families with kids and adults and talking about the generational differences between how we perceived dangers across you know, generations like back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, we were afraid of what like people getting kidnapped in vans. Yeah, it was and, the
0: white van. It was the stranger danger. It was the kid, right. the, 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 the weirdo asking if you want candy or toys. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, during those times, even, you know, my childhood growing up, you grew up in, you know, you were born in the 80s. I was born in the 90s. You grew up in in those, uh, the years and, you know,
0: eras, decades. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I always played outside you played outside we didn't yeah. really, I didn't have phones until I was in middle school we I played with the kids on my block like I just played around and I walked to school every day came back and you know my parents just made sure I came home for dinner I'm sure you you were still
0: yeah I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 21 and when I did it was a brick-ass bullshit cell phone that was like a burner that I, all I had was like snake Nokia snake me too. That was my first time. <laughs> that was the one. only that was the only game you could play. You didn't you didn't access the internet on your phone, right? Like so like exactly. a phone wasn't a big deal for me. Like the, the biggest deal for me was voicemail. So I could check to see where my friends were calling me from so I could meet them there. That was the bulk of it, right? You went outside, you knocked on your friends' doors or they were already outside and that's how you just you know you learned you just about your it. Yeah, you learned about your neighborhood. You walked around and if your, your your parents were cool about it or if you were sneaky, you went further than you were supposed
1: to yeah yeah and you know you you got your your parents that rules for you but i mean even though there was this imminent fear of stranger danger like we even had this like man in the white blue van that was supposedly roaming the streets of our and neighborhood. you still have like
0: weirdos in your neighborhood. You got the guy Hell in the yeah. camouflage it's, that everybody loves but you.
1: Yeah, the guy <laughs> in the camo car, the tree man. So, you know, it's just interesting that like, even though there was that fear, we still weren't so fearful that we prevented our kids from going outside. Comparatively, yeah. now we have all of these kids have access to the internet Yet we are terrified to let our kids go outside, but we're giving them access to the entire world at their fingertips through social media. Exactly. Um, And like, even for me. But it's not,
0: and it's not just social media. It's YouTube. It's the video game world. Like they've, they've social mediaized everything.
1: Everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Everything Um,
0: comes with a social media component to it.
1: Exactly. And it's like, you know, it's just so interesting because the parents on that show were the, the, we're kind of expressing that like oh now we're afraid you we don't let our kids just go out in the street like no nowadays you don't let your kids go out in the street that is the fear because on the news all you were ever seeing is murderers kidnappings rapes bits, all that shit when in reality violence due to these things has like plummeted over the past 20 years whereas right. like suicides due to um
0: social like, media and cyber bullying, bullying and all of that
1: has has skyrocketed as has like child pornography on the internet um it's so rampant. It's,
0: it's crazy it's so it's he, just so
1: delusional like we're so
0: yeah you know, you know what i found particularly disturbing about um some of the statistics and what they were saying is that like in many cases of these child suicides like the kids are the, the cyber bullies or whoever is uh bullying these children <laughs> are egging it on like it becomes a community of people who are egging you on to to take yourself out and it becomes entertainment for them and i don't i don't think there was anything discussed in this particular documentary about the consequences of that like th- this kid was committed suicide and you checked his phone and you saw that there were all these kids literally telling your child to kill yourself right my next step is i'm at the front door of this child's house yeah right like, the grief-stricken father, the grief-stricken mother, like, why are you not talking to the children, the parents of these children who are egging this behavior to happen?
1: Well, the whole you know. thing is that the parents have no idea what the fuck is going on with these kids' phones, and that was the other theme that was yeah, threaded through the yeah. doc is, like, they kept asking the kids you know and the kids ages ranged from like elementary middle to high school right and these interviewers are like do you think your parents have any idea how easy it is to access pornographic material which is available on tiktok youtube snapchat instagram oh, all geez. that shit is directly yeah. connected to porn and do you think your do your parents have any idea about the amount of cyber bullying that goes on and they're like they have no fucking clue and eventually the parents are noticing the drastic decline in their child's you know like energy levels and behavior and seeing them acting weird and having stomach pains and eventually they find out from hacking into their kids fucking phones that it's like oh this person is being perpetually and repeatedly fucking bullied every day and they're having like
0: Right, they're having anxiety. self-esteem, yeah, anxiety, Impressive self-esteem episode, you know, and then just the level of anxiety, the rising anxiety, the rising episodes of depression, the rising suicides, all based in the the age or the introduction of social media into our lives is startling.
1: I was watching. I know. I know. I'm I'm only going to derail for one second. Yeah. Did you send me this TikTok video, or is like when I, anytime this dude's mad at his girlfriend, he just goes in the fridge and screws all the lids on everything, super super tight so that when they're in me. a fight they <laughs> well, she they're... can't open anything isn't that funny though
0: that's hilarious
1: <laughs> don't that's do really that to hilarious. me but I feel like you did that with this mic stand because I cannot nah, it. I
0: wouldn't I'm not that petty
1: <laughs> you are a little
0: though I'm, I'm no I'm petty but not that petty like not okay. to that, that I, I have my...
1: petty white babe <laughs> you petty black no <laughs> am I petty white
0: yes you are
1: i'm not though i'm the least petty speaking of uh petty white girls do you want to talk about the difference between flavor of love and rock of love
0: oh my god yes please let's get into this (laughs) so so shame on all of us for having allowed this programming to ever have entered into our consciousness and for us to have ever thought this was a good idea So you and I went through the um, the extensive length of replaying old episodes of Flavor of Love and Rock of Love. Yes. Right? And like these one
1: episode of each. Don't be saying like we watched the whole thing. Well, we
0: watched them back to back. So that was that, right? But like just and these are the show, for those who don't know, that paved the way for the love and hip-hops of the world, for the basketball-wise, for like any reality show that is your guilty pleasure right now. These are the shows that paved the way, right? But then there were also like the show The Bachelor and all of that before. They were like, well, what if we just throw this ratchet-ass fucking has-been rapper in here and this ratchet-ass has-been rock and roll star and do the same premise?
1: And they're both Pisces. <laughs>
0: That explains so much. <laughs> I hate that they're part of my Pisces gang gang. Oh my God. And just the hilarity and the the spectacle that these shows are. First of all, let's let just let's just talk about them in general. Flavor flav, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like had, he is not rich. So, had oh, to have been, yeah. Point. So
0: like they gave him all of this. They 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 literally like pretended for him to be rich. All
1: this, all right? this perceived wealth with all, yeah. This, like like they gave
0: him this mansion. They gave him clothes. This none of this is really his, right? And for <laughs> whatever they,
1: they make him act like he's like alone in his mansion with his like hats. Yeah, let's just talk him. about
0: like the, the, the <laughs> production, right? Like the, the way they set up the storyline, the plot of this. Like he's, he's like this man. lonely rich bachelor with a heart of gold who traveled like, the world, <laughs> and it's just like no, you've been arrested. You were like a crackhead for hella years, like and and you know, I'm not judging anybody for their for their for their dope addiction, yeah, but. Don't then and still it's 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 flavor flame like if you're from the culture you know what flavor flame. but i think it's just that
1: like he clearly just needed a bag and so they're like and he had perceived wealth so they're like the world doesn't know that you're really broke and just are desperate for money so that's why you're doing and
0: then speaking of desperation the, the 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 slim pickings that are these women that are oogling or ogling and fighting like coming to blows fighting for flavor <laughs> like now i get it like now i get why Chuck D. your public enemy was like i don't ever want everyone to talk to this nigga ever again in my life like it, like public enemy is like the pinnacle of black resistance music right like when we think about public enemy we're thinking fight the power we're thinking like the 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 uh precursor to nwa or like around the time of nwa so for like <laughs> for him to, to have been part of that group as conscious as it was for him to just be in complete i mean they are the example of ratchet and woke right like that was <laughs> like a ra- that was a woke ass group that ended up like he, he him he as made, a
1: he made it a little
0: ratchet yeah i mean he gave it the sauce like we can't deny his contribution to the game as the best hype man ever and he gave he gave it a little sauce right like you know um but with that said like the, the, these women fighting over him like first of all i i want to say that back there they're my age right like, they're they're probably 40 but they, they looked up their ages, right but they they looked 40 then <laughs> And they yeah, were no, twenty six. <laughs> like they
2: look older than you do. Then
0: <laughs> yeah, it, they 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 were you know, and and you 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 checked me when I was doing this because it was like was being a little I was I was going I was going a little ham. I, well, yeah. I wasn't being misogynist. I was just like just like come on, like this is just you know, but well, this
1: don't make women feel bad for not being you know perfect
0: looking. No, but I'm not trying to make women feel bad at all for not being perfect looking, but I can totally hold a woman to task for only wanting to be on this show and pretending to be in love with a has been hype man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> simply
0: for the simply for the for the look of becoming a public figure right and this is before social media so it's not like they were out here trying to get likes or clicks or doing any of that like they They're were trying, trying to go famous. viral they were trying to get famous right and the same thing for rock of love let's look, oh my God. Rock of look is like,
1: too but yeah I think that they yeah. for some reason had a little bit higher quality broads and whatnot. but I don't know maybe not higher they just looked less they looked younger I
0: think like, yeah yeah I mean, they didn't they, they didn't look like they were living as thing. hard. Oh, no no there there's no class in any of this <laughs> these are two programs that are sans class there is no class in any of this um i think and I, they're
1: just took, like we need 20 and we need 20 year olds for, for brett mike but like who to who told that. us
0: who told us this was a good idea right like we were talking the about the world social...
1: did when they made like five spin-offs of it
0: <laughs> like, yeah like tela's <laughs> <you> <laughs> tequila I love New
1: York
0: oh like, my god so like we went down this rabbit hole so people want and then, but then it makes me go down this further rabbit hole of like that entire era of hip-hop culture that entire era of pop culture right from like 2006 to like maybe 2010 before social media like made it a big thing like that whole era was like gross <laughs> like like as, as a somebody who was in that era like actively an adult like i just i'm, I'm still reeking from the stench of that era like we're talking about <laughs> laffy taffy soldier boy right ringtone <laughs> rap right I like
1: loved your- <laughs> that was like the prime of my life
0: you know what i'm saying but like i think that whole era was the precursor to this current era because now when you look at this current era it's all dance challenges it's all yeah. it's all instagram thotties trying to get attention you know what i'm saying it's it, it's and, so
1: and all the men that all... okay so this is the other thing yeah i'm tired of, of you and everyone giving the thottie the blame because you know why they're thotty it's just like what they said in that social media doc because Yo, more <laughs> likes than anything in the fucking world Who's giving them the likes? Dudes!
0: You're 100% correct. You are absolutely... It, it so is. It you is,
1: all love <laughs> the thought It would is. You cry if they got all banned from the internet. You wouldn't know what to do with yourself.
0: It is, it is patriarchy and the objectification of women that women have now responded to in the form of capitalism, where they're saying, if you're only going to confine us into this box of acceptability, we're going to take advantage of that and we're going to do what we're going to do within this box. And I I don't blame women for responding in that way, right? And I I I months ago I kind of posed this kind of question on Facebook about women and all of that. I think it was around the time that Jay Jermaine Dupree said that thing about rapper female rappers just like, being strippers and whatever the case is. Like it was it was a while ago. It was like a year and a half ago, but I was just like Oh, and it was also when WAP came out. When WAP came out and everybody was in a frenzy for it, I was like, well, you have to understand, like, women have been dealing with patriarchy and, and, and the sexualization of, of their bodies and the objectification of their bodies for generations, and they have finally found a way to adequately respond. And that way is capitalism. So you're either going to hate capitalism <laughs> or you're going to hate the bodies. But you can't, you can't not hate. What it just, you, it, it, you know, yeah. we, you're just responding to the societal dynamic that was created by men. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it, you know, while we were speaking about social media, another stat that I saw today was the average age for a woman to have recognized that somebody is sexualizing her is twelve years old. <laughs> yeah,
1: that sounds about right. It's insane. Are gross.
0: Like, that's, okay, it's just gross. insane to me, right? You okay, know what let
1: me, let me pop back to that social media duck. Um, yeah. <laughs> so while watching it, you know, there was a whole segment on like sexual predators and, and how fucking gross they are. Like, like as soon as a girl posts like a 12 year old or 11 year old posts a pic. It took, like, under one minute for a predator to slip in her DMs and send her a yeah, message that Yeah,
0: that was out of pocket.
1: Mess, like, literally less than a minute, you know? It was um, And, like, asking, like, do you have tits yet? No. Hot. Huh. It's like, ew, you're fucking gross, you know? Seriously. But I'm going to show my vantage point. So when I was in middle school, AIM came out. AOL, right? Yeah. So I, I definitely experienced the chat rooms and everything. But I wouldn't go in those chat rooms with all the crazy creeps solo dolo like the way they're painting it in this doc. Like I would go over to my friend's house and have sleepovers. We would go in the chat rooms of like all these sexy ones, and we would have so much fun fucking around with these pervs, dude. We would just like they'd be like ASL age, sex, location, and oh I my think god, I'm only twelve years old. They're like hot, you or like no. We would this is what we do. We'd be like, we'd say we're older, right? We'd say like 18 or 19 and be like, oh my God, I'm blonde and like huge boobies. You want to fondle them? You want to see pictures? We just like take random pictures from the internet. And then they'd be like, can I call you? And they'd call us and then we'd be like, oh my God, you sick freak. We're only like 10 years old, you fucker. Like we're going to call the cop <laughs> and they freak out. So we'd like to catch a predator them. And it was like so much fun. They'd send and, us so we'd be like, ew, you know? Like I, I personally didn't get like, sexually abused through AOL as a child at that time you know what I mean so right. I don't that that was my experience but now it's like kids are on like Instagram which is like a a, a solo activity that you do you know like you're not what you can't be like you're all not in
0: time. a message board you're not in group chats you're not yeah. in any of that stuff you're just like on your Bombarded own people are. With yeah then snapchat and what they what was it what was really disturbing is that there's like of two types there's the immediate predator and then there's the one who kind of what they they call grooms yeah you know what i'm saying and that's just like the fact that somebody would put that much time into stealing a child's innocence to me was like the most disturbing well
1: it's the most okay it's like i'm looking at this all and i'm looking they're like saying that like the average sexual predator has 750 victims or some crazy amount like that i, I could be wrong it was, it was yeah it was it was in the a hundreds. lot mm-hmm. um and if they go uncaught and then there's like i don't even know how many predators there's there's shit tons you know so that's like a lot of fucking victims that that person has so i'm looking at, like this is a systemic epidemic right like, right because
0: that yeah that's 750 young women who are now traumatized or affected one way or another and have to now go out into the world and navigate the world the world with this experience kind of scarring them right so
1: the way to like solve this is not on an individual to catch a predator every single one because there's no way you're going to do it you have to right do that, like, institutional level and that's and and the way i see it is like you you have to do There has to be some sort of safeguard on these platforms. It's like, is there, there has to be some form of responsibility and accountability for Instagram, Snapchat. Like, why are kids, why are kids even allowed to be on this if they're under 18? Like, I feel like they shouldn't be. I feel like kids under 18 shouldn't be allowed on any of these social media platforms. I think that sex education needs a massive reform. And I think that there needs to be like more severe repercussions for doing any, for dick pics, just dick pics. If you do like those three things, I think you'll see a drastic decline. Like say you send a dick pic, you go to jail. You know, like some states have already implemented that.
0: Yes, they did, yeah. Would be
1: really fucking afraid to send dick pics if if that was... You know
0: i mean i think men would be more afraid to to send dick pics if they were put on blast like that right like when is but your poppycocks you coming out like,
1: oh my god poppycocks needs to come out like i need to get serious with this <laughs> like i have so many dicks that just need to be on display for all these
0: sycophants okay you don't need to say it like that let's go let's, let's, let's cool out
1: they're gross
0: and all these dicks <laughs> like let's chill I mean, I don't
1: have the dicks, Lillian has them. (laughs) But it's not like, you know, it's like compiled from me and all of our friends. I mean, Lillian really like solicits them. So she's kind of almost- She's curating. Yeah. So- (laughs) A whole lot of curating. (laughs) She's like begging for them. Like, give me your dick. I need it for our book. And they're like, no.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But if it wasn't for a book, they'd be like, here. Like, so Yeah. Yeah.
1: Only if you don't want it, they want to
0: give it to you. Yeah. It's so weird. But let's move on to something else because I'm tired of talking about- Predators and dick pics. It's gross.
1: Yeah, right. Me too. Um, okay, so recently this new fucking song. I, I posted this. I thought it was super fucking interesting. So Natasha beddingfield had this song called "Unwritten," in like the. 2000s i want to say i remember that song um, Two thousand, yeah and it was the theme song for the hills which was a reality show that took place in laguna beach or in, oh in that's that right game. up your
0: alley that's your whole bag that's you love those what? shows you love the laguna <laughs> beaches oc you love all oh those my like weird gosh,
1: I just rich white women when i
0: need to go to <laughs> manipulating <sleep>. people <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: It's pretty horrible. Yeah. Um but yeah, I definitely used to watch that shit like all the time. <laughs> so, like that song is like Feel the pain on your skin no one else. That's the song, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> this song is like 15 years fucking old. This rapper Sean P and Esco remixed this song called it Like Yop. They basically take her entire vocals and like overlay just really bass heavy percussion over it and uh put it on tiktok paired with a like let's this dance challenge who's a popular dancer on tiktok called like ronnie boy's flash mob and the song goes fucking viral and just like breathes new life into this hella old song that hadn't been popular for days and now it's fucking everywhere so you know they were like shit is this is natasha beddingfield gonna be cool with this like what's gonna happen and it turns out she's like stoked about it she's like wow i love what they did with it i grew up in london and i grew up in the black church so i love to see the the hip hoppers you know (laughs) dance into my little ditty so
0: (laughs) i hate everything that you just did right now right i did the, well, the the British accent saying that she grew up in the black church. Like, that's what just, she's saying. I'm just. I know. I'm not. I- I'm not saying I hate you doing it. I'm saying that in general, I just hate the the idea of what was said. Okay, like, this
1: is word verbatim. I grew up. Okay, I'm gonna do the accent. I grew yeah. up in this amazing church with a huge black community. So for me, that's where my roots are. It's like, no, your roots, no, you're, you're a blonde-haired lady from the colonizer country. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> fucking crazy like
0: what she's an insane human being i mean
1: it's just interesting it's like this world that we live in you can just well i mean song (laughs) and put it on tiktok and then it's like oh cool like
0: it's no it's you're bringing up a really interesting topic because it's like generation and we were talking about this with Sarah. Shout out to Sarah Arnold. How Generation Z is like discovering all this stuff that already existed and they're going into a frenzy yes, over the I fact know. that they so discovered like everything. Like Missy
1: <clears throat> Elliott? Who is yeah. this amazing new artist like
0: yeah oh, she's gonna blow up like what what you talking you You know, says this <laughs> you know so it's, you know it's in the it's in the generation z creators who are basically copying everything from the 90s or the early 2000s and bringing it back to the forefront and then people are now discovering their music and like oh wait a minute this, this is older this comes from back in the day oh we love this so like you know it's it's just so it they're very th- this younger generation is very crafty and what they're able to do in terms of building community, building followings, all of that, but in terms of originality and in terms of creativity, it's so lackluster. It's oh like, my God, it's horrible. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's not like you can even knock it because again, we're going back, going back to 2006 and 2007. We weren't the bell of the ball when it was coming to this creativity thing. We weren't, we weren't well, pushing the envelope. Like,
1: <laughs> are just trying to hit a lick, go viral. That's all. So when you're creativity is fueled by something as superficial as virality Mm. it's how how the fuck are you going to come up with something innovative and creative and new no one that's a genius creative created something just so that it would hit a million views on tiktok right can you think of any like think of all of the amazing masterpiece works of art
0: music yeah i mean it's part of my help my own personal hesitancy to even get on TikTok. aside for the fact that i'm almost a 40 year old man and i really don't have any business being on that platform in my opinion
1: kayla says you should i, I know i had
0: this whole conversation with kayla yes. she said that there's a great opportunity yada yada education inspiration i get all that but at the same time i'm i'm what what my concern is, is that it may it may hinder my my creative process because yeah. if I if I now have to factor in a TikTok audience into the way that I make songs or the way that I present something, I don't know if I want that yet. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't really yeah. know if I I want that. So it, it's it's you know it's a mixed bag. It's it's really the internet in general is a mixed bag. It's a double edged sword with no handle. Um, but it's it, you know I, I I weigh it back and forth. I go back and forth. I'm just you know I'm not you know as much as I would love to do a dance challenge. I don't you really love that. dancing. But I know, like, but I don't really know if I want to do a dance I, if challenge.
1: If I see you on a dance challenge, I might break up
0: with you. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah, no, there's I too can't. much on the line. <laughs> I can't.
1: I mean, I, I, I don't want to, but I feel like. If oh,
0: I but no, 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 no. But what if, what if, but what if I, what if I, what if I do the dance challenge, right? And it goes super viral. And then I do hit a lick like you say, and then I'm like fucking famous for everybody knows me. Right. Then are you going to break up with me?
1: yeah even more
0: because i'm jealous and see (laughs) oh see (laughs) at least you're being honest about it now we know (laughs) no but uh, i'm never gonna dance again
1: (laughs) i just think that okay i think there's a great opportunity for people to because like the way and i'm not going to spill all of the information kayla gave me because she's the expert on it but something that she said that's really you know that struck a chord with me is like. I'm like, what's the point of going viral on TikTok? And it's like, because you become an expert in what it is that you're talking about. If you're talking about something, like if you're someone that talks about mental health or if you're someone that talks about like where to find hidden nature trails and stuff, and then you garner a huge following, like you become an expert in that to a point where maybe you start holding panel discussions. Maybe you start holding workshops, like you-, but, you get Okay,
0: but does that make of- does it make you an expert though?
1: People Just, think that you are. That doesn't 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 really matter. Right, at that but point. that but then
0: at that point we're, we're we're dealing in having that weight of responsibility, right? Now we're getting into this weight of responsibility. You have a million followers watching watching you, and following your every word on whatever topic you're breaching or talking about. Right, but that doesn't necessarily make you an expert. So what happens is that there there could be not saying that there would be, but there could be a tendency for people to be misinformed and to continue to misinform other people. Right? We talk about this and complain about Fox News all the time. We
1: could be misinforming people right now. You know, we're we're like right when I said like certain Mm -hmm. statistics. I'm, I could be misremembering.
0: 100%, but, that's why, that, but that's why pre-production is important when it comes to podcasting because you do have a responsibility with your platform to correctly inform people because there's too much of that going on, right? We, we're in the era of fake news. We're in the era of spin games and all so of this we're stuff. We're just
1: saying what we've watched. So we didn't do we didn't do background checks on the information that we can get, the articles we read, you know? So it's like, I agree with what you're saying. I just think Yeah, that, it just- yeah, it's just a weird a lot space of to be. In. Them, a lot of people consider themselves experts in things that they probably aren't. Um, I see the value in having a huge audience somewhere that you could potentially, um, what's the word when you like mobilize them to to do, go to a show? To yeah, I an think. Event. And and there's value in that. However, I think that from a creative standpoint, to format all of your content specifically to TikTok when it, as a musician, as an artist, as you know, whatever, your art is not meant to last only 20, 30 seconds, right? right it's exactly. supposed to be longer. And so you're having to reformat all this stuff and then you're informing how you make your art based on TikTok. And then it's like, it's really just losing its value. So there's ways to do it. it, it for me, I would rather channel my energy into making Really, really dope music that moves me like last night when I played with a live band like that felt like something I haven't done in a while because i've been so focused on marketability and making music that people will click on and all that. Bullshit yeah that I forgot about what it's like to make fucking art. You know, yeah like,
0: I mean sp- but speak of, yeah, speak about that like speak about like you working with this band and like you know um, it
1: was fucking dope I mean we don't have a name yet shout out Vince Shore we we got connected on Facebook and we just had like a our first like jam sesh they they got a guitarist a bassist and he's a fucking incredible incredible percussionist and sound engineer and plays they all play multiple instruments and multiple different genres of music like they just just can play anything And, and that for me is what I've always loved that's what I used to that's what I grew up on doing right like I would go to parties, find the musicians and just fucking freestyle and sing all night long. It's all I fucking ever wanted to do. So like, I forgot what it was like to be in this environment, you know, with all of this like uh, industry shit, you know, removed from from mm-hmm. uh, my scope of vision where I'm just standing in this basement with musicians and a microphone and just freestyling and singing and screaming and headbanging my fucking heart out, not giving a fuck, you know, it was like, and they were like blown away they're like who the fuck are you like are you like I, and i was just like yo this is just what i do like and i was like it's my bag you know like that's just yeah and it was just so fuck, man like it just felt so good like i just like i felt like high for so long after that and i was like man like I, this is what i want to do like right. i don't want to do any of this other bullshit like <laughs> fuck.
0: i know it's a, it's a hard road it's a hard balance to, to have right art versus commerce and popularity and, and 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 all of that and just catching catching that flow as you're improvising and working with uh, musicians and 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 what that does you know what i'm saying like that's the i mean it's the one thing i miss from live show dynamics the one thing i miss from rotc is just yeah. being able to be on stage and just communicating without communicating yes, to a it's group speaking a different
1: language it's a it, that's what it feels like it's like when you first learn a language you first learn to speak spanish and you're like you're finally in that bag and you're like yo i'm just like talking like i don't have to think anymore like i'm that's what it's like improvising musically with people it's like you're in this flow and this and and you're feeding off of each other and like they slow down the tempo they pull out the drums we switch tempos all together it's like a cohesion and it's just really like you know it's indescribable and i'm sounding really fucking like like corny maybe a little bit but it just it's liberating it's yeah it's just fucking dope It, it just it sucks that maybe there's people out there a wider audience that's not going to get that type of music like you're rapping with guitars and it's punk and it's like you know like there's people that'll be like no that doesn't fit you know so
0: it's yeah our society thrives on uh, On com- our society thrives on compartmentalization
2: mm-hmm. let me repeat
0: that again our society thrives on compartmentalization right like that's yes. really punk what blisters. it comes down to like people <clears throat> people are driven to put themselves in a box as a means of being part of a community, because that's how we thrive and that's how we instinctually have learned to survive is that you stick with the group, right? So it's it's speaking to a primal instinct that we have as human beings to stick with a group, stick with the tribe, right? So marketing has made it so that you create a community based on this particular sound or this particular format of artistry, of expression, and that's what you stick with. And anything outside of that paradigm is something that you don't really want to touch, right? Mm -hmm. Where And that that inhibits the artist from being able to be free-flowing and explore and try to find different things and be genre-fluid, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're being told, oh, it has to be like and so. And even within that dynamic, it has to be like and so even more. It becomes a Russian doll situation right? Like, all right, if you're going to rap, then you can't do boom bap anymore because no one likes boom bap. You got to do the trap shit and you got to have your cadences like this because if you just rap regular on these rap beats then no one's going to like it. It's, or you got to add melody and it it just becomes dizzying. You know what I'm saying? I just think you just got to pick out like the things that you like, the things that you organically respond to and you're organically inspired to do and then just do that. You know what I'm saying? You know, people are too busy trying to chase a sound or chase this or chase that and it, it, it just it it's becoming obvious to the everyday mm-hmm. creative that that's it what's really being is. done you know yeah. what i mean so
1: i mean i see it all the time like i, I look at like doja Cat's a prime example like i used to mm. love her music so much and i hate everything she makes now because <laughs> it's absolute poppy garbage bullshit you know and it's like i used to love Her vibe before, and it's just I see this happen to a lot of artists. Like I was listening to Queen Harvey today, and like she has she has some really dope records, but then other ones I'm like, you're you're so clearly trying to hit a lick. Like I can't listen to this and enjoy it. Um, and I get it, you know, like you have less artistic control once you blow up. Um, there's that, and then it's also like you want to to have money and and success, and I yeah,
0: you want to blow up Um, even more, right? I get it, I
1: totally get it, and it just to me, I'm just like, damn, I don't want to allow myself to get in that space, even though I've seen myself go that way at times. But I mean, the, sh- the thing that's interesting is the music that I make that I like. It's not the music that the people like, you know, so it's like
0: it's a it's a weird it myself, <laughs> it's a weird space to be in because, and, and you know, I'd be interested in your journey because I think you're in a journey now um, having, you know, having been sober for as long as you've been sober. Um, where you're 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 finding other ways to gain this level of self gratification where you don't need to always look to the outward world to gratify you or to validate who you are and your your experiences right so it would be interesting to see how your sound evolves coming from that position you know what I mean where it's like you know i think a lot of artists we want to say what's on our minds we want to say it in the way that we want to say it and then when we don't see the world responding to it in the way that we want them to, or thought that they would, that's what causes us to switch.
1: I mean, right? it's not <laughs> even like uh, for me. I just it's like I just want to know that people have at least listened to it and given it a chance, you know. Yeah. Um, or or it's been it's been exposed to the right people that that would vibe with it. Like you know, I, I made this song, this last one. And it's very like emo, punk, weird boom bap, you know, and I submitted it to playlist and some of them were like, it's weird because you have this really lyrical melodic emo hook and then you're like really fast rapping and it's just, it's odd. And I'm like, yeah,
0: they called it on
1: <laughs> or, like it was just weird. I don't know. They said some shit like that. And I'm just like, I, yeah, I get it. Like.
0: But you again, know, their their ears as curators are trained, again, to compartmentalize, right? I
1: know, I know that's, that. And
0: that's why it's like as as much as it, you know, and I, it's happened to me as well. People are like, yeah, love the hook, loved the music, loved your lyrics, loved your message, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, always.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't fit what we're going with. And then you go to their website and they got like, I don't know, some whack 18 year old like doing melodic yes. stuff who comes from the suburbs, who has his hair like Travis Scott. Because it's like, they're
1: trying to curate something that is going to be appealing to the masses rather than looking for... Like, this is what's so interesting. Like, look at Billie Eilish, right? Yeah. She's one of the most famous pop stars in the world right now. When her music first came out, it was very weird, very different, jarring even, you know? Like, it was not typical. It was, like, very border bordering of multiple genres. Yeah, But because it was so weird and she was so weird eventually she was so unique and odd and talented people wanted that yeah it's not the same as the basic bitch song that's gonna be something that you could play in an elevator and it's gonna appease everyone you know like do you want that kind of music do you want the kind of music that you can play in the background anywhere and like no one's gonna like worry about it or even really notice it or do you want that music that's like going to maybe jar some people and, and and maybe like throw them off and make them feel like, what am I listening to? But eventually garner a huge fan base like what would you rather have
0: yeah i mean it's 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 an interesting case right and then she's actually an interesting case also because she was just recently on the cover of vogue and she was getting a lot of backlash for the change in her appearance right where before or of recent she's been very tomboyish very baggy clothes high-end fashion but baggy clothes nonetheless the dyed hair and then here comes this vogue cover where she's platinum blonde she's all the all seductive looking and like tight clothes and revealing Mm. outfits and you know her fan base doesn't particularly like that, but then as an artist, it's like, well, do I go with what my fan base enjoys about me, or do I want to be able to break out and do something else? And who's informing her in terms of that decision making? Right, like, it's right. Team I mean, who told her, her to, to do direction? that? <laughs> right, exactly. Did they? Did she get a check and she was like, well, for this money, I'll do it. Like, you know, we don't really know what happens behind the scenes, but it, you know, it goes back to the, the the ongoing, perpetual conversation we have about this music industry and the illusion of it and our our tendency as artists, as aware as we may be, we still buy into it because it it speaks to that level of delusion that we need for ourselves in in terms mm. of our own artistry. You know what I'm saying? That little glimmer of hope that somehow it's gonna it's gonna make sense. And, yeah. and you know, every one of your favorite artists have been telling you this industry is bullshit from the beginning, yep. but we just kind of ignore it. <laughs> so
1: I know, it's right? It's this cognitive dissonance. It's like yeah. when people tell you smoking's bad. I know. I'm going to do it anyway.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's get into this interview. Sopa, sopa.
2: There oh, it well, is. Look at it. I was, was like, oh.
0: Was sopa eating sopa? Uh,
2: no. Sopa was eating um, lentejas con um, platano. Is and your nickname some- sopa? <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't
0: even know where we got that from what was that Dude, from
2: okay that was because okay so w- when we used to teach so we would teach every freaking summer
0: yeah god I don't
2: know how we, I don't know how like I look back at that I'm like yo we must have been crazy to try to get the during the summer
0: yeah seriously
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and that way it's like every yeah, day all it was, day it like was, yo, it was intense <laughs> all day every day yeah, yeah we were like
0: we were like hip-hop <laughs> camp counselors
2: Dude, it like, was like June, weekend.
0: July, August. For no, like six weeks. For like from oh, yeah, from June to like, till like the end of they July. They
2: cut it down because at first yeah. it was like eight or six. yeah. I don't it know. It was like no, like it was like
0: eight weeks, and then they gave us like six weeks, and they were paying us more money for the six weeks than we got paid for the eight weeks, which was a weird con.
1: Yo, I kind of want to do this. It sounds like a lot of money. Like yeah, no, it
0: was it was, it was, it was high. Like I had pretty good summers. Don't worry about it. But oh, nonetheless.
1: But, yeah. but what? Yeah. How did the name
2: Soap come from that? were you like okay so every day it's because it was hella hot yeah and my crazy ass for whatever reason you know we'd be like starving at the end of it because all they had was like freaking, like what was it like hot dogs and, oh like, my god it was the
0: worst yo. food ever it was like they would literally give you like pulled chicken and broccoli and that be the it's meal. Tater
2: unseasoned, tater tater. Tater. unseasoned,
0: brotley. unseasoned broccoli. like uh,
2: this is like, child abuse. <laughs> it was, it was jail
0: food. It, was, it like, was bad. It was this private school, but it was like jail food. It was absurd.
2: Yo, it was so bad. And we would talk
0: about like how much like we wanted something, and she would always say, so I need." Yeah, towards salt the end, it's
2: like, "What do you want?" I was like, "I want gala, I want soup." And he's like, <laughs> "For real?" In this weather, I'm like. Yeah. yeah, so like, okay, and we like end up eating soup, like soup here, soup there, <laughs> to the point where it was just like sopá. Sopá. That's literally what Marlon's name is on my phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a soup
2: emoji. That's,
0: I love it. Um, I love it. But we didn't introduce you, so I'm gonna let. I'm yeah, gonna let this is you. her.
1: Her most people don't know her as Sopá, so let's let's, <laughs> let's do a real introduction. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Man. Am I doing it? Oh, told, no, you no,
0: always no. do the okay. introduction.
1: I've been, I failed a few times, but I feel lit right now. So I'm ready. Yeah. All right. We are in the building, in the building with the one and only. She is the beat producer extraordinaire, live anime action character. You might have seen her at your local club twerking it with her booty and making a twerky sandwich in the crowd. This is the one and only from the Bay, Ray Rack.
0: Yay. Yeah, right. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So for, for those who don't know you, Ray, um, just kind of talk to talk to what you do, right? I forgot. I think we left DJ out of that uh, introduction, right? You're, you're a producer, DJ, artist. What do you DJ? How is it you? I mean, not. We we can get into just that. intro, yeah. yeah just, say yeah. what
2: you do. Give just
0: your yeah, title talk, to talk the crowd.
2: <laughs> the talk title. Yes, I feel like um, I usually just say music producer because I really like to make a bunch of different stuff. Like I love making everything. So um, yeah, so music producer. But I guess you know, beat maker is definitely different from music producer.
0: One hundred percent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a music and you're a sound engineer. And a sound engineer, um, I used to do photography more. I don't do it as much. Um, still do like a little video editing here and there. Um, what else? Uh, oh yeah, and a DJ. <laughs> yeah. There
0: Wait, you go.
2: when you say sound
1: engineer, like you could mix stuff for me if I wanted. To.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, so I do. Um, yeah. Well, I was referencing more of live
0: live, live audio
2: like live mm. shows i have like oh yes 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 but that's
0: still like, the same like if you wanted if you wanted ray to to be the sound engineer for your show to make sure that the sound man is make, you know
2: yeah the sound man on
0: point, not he's yeah. not he's not we
2: would talk about yeah. all
1: female shows that you would sound engineer which i'm about to curate a really dope all-female show soon so yeah maybe yo ray i actually used engineer. to
2: do that for beat shop like, I was their sound person. Did you like there, doing
1: like, that? Like, do you um, prefer he,
2: to be a sound engineer to
1: a producer?
2: or a No, engineer? I'd rather mix your tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> do it. You know why? Because, I mean, it, I mean, okay, I did this for, like, six years. So I have, like, a lot of experience running, like, crazy shows, like, big shows, like, concerts, like, heavy lifting. It was, like, hella labor. Um, but I also worked, actually, at the Mission Cultural Center for, like, four years. And I was, like, their lead person, and it was really fun. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of experience. It's really cool because you just, like, train your ears and things like that. So it actually makes you better at mixing your own stuff in a way. But, I mean, live sound is completely different. It's less, like, there's going to be, like, a bunch of obstacles that, like, literally, like, will come at you. Right, and people yeah. might get pissed off at you, like,
1: "Hey, why would you oh, cut my do. sound? I sounded shitty." And you're like, "No, you just sound shitty.
2: You're like, I, you're a I, mean, I don't have yeah. auto tune, okay? Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> That's on you, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Could have just but, muted your mic. <laughs>
0: exactly. But Ray, you, you, what's so cool about you is that you live on all these different worlds. Like you live in, like there's so, so many. I mean, the Bay Area in general has a lot of overlapping and intersectional." like music scenes and communities but you in terms of like the music you make versus the music you DJ versus the music you listen to like you're in all these different worlds you do you do lo-fi hip hop to an extent but you also do like jersey club and dance music can you can you talk to us about like just kind of the different worlds and what that's like like the SP-404 gang versus the people who are like fist pumping it to, to oh, Jersey club. Fist pumping like, it. What are, <laughs> I don't think
2: they're fist pumped <laughs> to Jersey club. What are, the, what, are the, what
0: are the big party like what are the party differences? Like the party difference, oh. like with the beat scene versus the, like- The uh, drug
2: differences. <laughs> that drug differences. Too. Actually yeah. I Actually, I could definitely tell you that. Okay, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, so we'll save that towards the middle. But okay. you know, it's okay. crazy, like it's crazy you bring this up because I was just talking about me in high school to somebody. Um, I think like my housemate or something. And I was like, sh- we were like showcasing like what we used to listen to. And I was like, yo, I used to listen to this. And like, I pulled up, um, <laughs> this is going to be weird. This is like my high school playlist. It was like, <laughs> it was uh, like Animal Collective, which is like this indie alternative band, you know, that was like, went, you know, pretty popular. I have vague I don't to know little them.
0: recollection yeah, of Animal Collective. Okay.
2: It's just like, you know, it's like indie. And mm. then it went from, you know, like, the shins or, like, Modest Mouse or something like that. And then it went straight into <laughs> Brother Lynch Hung. <laughs> and Whoa. The rage,
0: The rage dude. It
2: went to Brother in it, in it. <laughs> And then it was RBL Posse, too. Like, I was listening that to That escalated yeah. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, like, all over the place. And then I was also listening to, like, you know, like, whatever punk. Because I, like, also grew up on punk. My first show ever was a ska band called Streetlight Mm. Manifesto and Café de Cuba which is broken espanol you know it's like whole like you know so it was just I think because I was always so interested like yo actually I remember I had a MySpace and I think yo I got like somebody tried to drag me because I put a picture of 50 cent and like some 41 in the (laughs) same thing and then like he was hella mad he's like you can't do that i was like what he's like you can't like, do that they're like, it's just like two opposite
0: you just can't do that yes i can't says who yes I'm i know. genre bending
2: i, <laughs> know, <laughs> I bet you exactly. some 41 and 50 cent
1: probably fucking collab like blue 182 and <laughs> hip-hop collabs exactly so.
0: exactly well i mean yeah. punk punk rock music and hip-hop have been friends from the very beginning like that's yeah. you know what i'm saying like from the very start but you're you're originally from la right like yeah. Born and raised. And when you, how long have you been in the Bay Area? You've been in the Bay Area for I've a while I've been in now.
2: the Bay since 2011.
0: Some okay, so day. yeah, you're 10 years deep in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, but you were in the music scene in LA too, right? Were you DJing and making beats back then? Or is that something that you, you grew into when you, when you came out here to the Bay?
2: So my artistry definitely happened here. I, I seriously, I never thought that I was going to do this. Like I never in my head like even saying those things in high school like okay like even pre-high school like I was like eight or something right I would have you know like (laughs) whatever my cds were and like I'd like be burning stuff and like listening to cassettes and things like that and like high school like making all these like you know cds for people and like literally whatever friend group random
0: you were curating playlists I was
2: curating playlists right curating vibes and I never thought that that I just never in my head was like yo I'm a dj like I never I was just literally just doing it for fun. Um, But yeah, and then I came to the Bay and then I was like, you know, I was like, oh, and I was studying videography and audio production. So I was like, actually, I was just studying videography. And for some reason, I ended up in freaking radio and all this stuff. So (laughs) damn, you were going to be a
1: videographer. So you were going to try and do like music videos and movies and shit like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I still I, I mean, we did it for like children and stuff, but I haven't done one for an actual artist. But that is what I wanted to do. I was it like that would oh, be cool you should Don't like you have fully a...
1: produce someone like produce their like you know have a produce a rapper's record and then like produce their and then video. It? yeah and yo. then ghostwrite for them you know just <laughs> maybe yo I, I could do that
0: I could do that I could do that you have all the skill sets but didn't you do a video <laughs> a few years back with Hetty? like you yeah, I was in the um like the I was there back. yeah oh the, yeah oh, oh, the, oh that was the,
2: fun yo you were the one where you were at the lake like, <laughs> oh my god there's so many yo yeah so the way i got started was actually not be making and not djing i was actually rapping so Ooh. i was like writing because i was just i don't know i'd be like on bart all the time like writing rhymes and i just love to write so i was like you know you know whatever and then someone like hit me up to do a show and i was like you know what i'll try it like whatever nobody knows who i am and then i started running like doing these shows and you know i wasn't good at first and i got a little better like me and Lil mc have a track together
1: too yeah remember we record we would like freestyle and we did like that superhero super villain song Remember? oh like yeah yeah, we did. Oh, yeah
0: these, that one was these, ill these are records yeah. in the stash you yeah know, we these are just back out
2: they're throwbacks. Yeah. yeah and then i wait, was wait, like I, uh-huh i got a question for you though Go so
1: like um when you started djing like are you like a you know a scratch dj or are you more like you know just like vibe like like finding records or like are you like a really like turntableist, like crazy like playing with your titties and scratching and all that
2: shit <laughs> playing with like, scratching <laughs> with my titty <laughs> yeah <laughs> yo um so okay so this is crazy so i had a turntableism show because i collected records and i was really into the art form of turntableism so like any basics and stuff, you know, I could never, I wasn't like pro at any of the scratches or anything, but I would practice like beat juggling and like, you know, baby thing here, or there, like transformer, well, you know, just like small things. Um, but as far as like performing and really going hard and scratching, like I never really got as confident to that point. My, my, my expertise is more in like blending various things. Like, that's in, what like, I blend, noticed. You take like Yo, I feel like I could, if, have y'all heard of, like, Red Bull, it's, like, three style? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I feel like if I brushed up on my scratch technique, like, I would kill that. And that's not even being big-headed, because it's, like, people talk about three styles, but people don't actually listen to all the things I listen to, which is, like, I mean, maybe they do, but I don't, I don't feel like I've met somebody who has, who, like, I don't know. This is why I have hella friends in random places, right? Because, like, there's not one person that can, like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to kick it over here because I love you. Are you a Gemini moon? I'm a Gemini Mars.
1: Because you have, like, oh. I'm a Gemini Mars.
0: What does that even mean? Are you a Gemini?
1: Because you got, I'm a Gemini moon. It's like you just start doing, like, hella shit. Like, you have, like, you're, you know, it's like you're, that's the twin. So it's like you're into, like, a million different things. Oh, yeah. It's annoying.
0: I, mean, I have nothing Gemini about me. I'm always into a million different things. That has nothing to do with nothing. It
1: does. So <laughs> you're not into anything. You're into one thing. Oh my god!
0: You guys, yeah. you guys are both psychotic with the astrology science. Dude,
1: Ray's the first person that ever did my chart.
0: Yeah, I've Ray did. Ray was have... doing my chart while I was driving her to work. Me too. <laughs> we were driving like, back. She's like, "Quick, what time was you? Were you born?" I was like, literally, like texting my mom like what time was I born I don't know anything about me like
2: like what? I need to know and it's like oh yeah. that's right he's a he's a Scorpio Scorpio moon is Senate in Libra Team. and I' was like well I'm Caesar moon in uh, the Devonet fact that you remember Senate, that is so absurd the Senate in Taurus yeah yeah
1: yeah my rising yeah. Taurus yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah yeah, yeah! i just remember everything
1: just like, that's but, really good you're like a psychic i'm sorry we're derailing
0: no. <laughs> i was just gonna say the another thing i appreciate about you is that you you really flock to like underground musical culture right it's not just the culture but it's like it, it's not just the music but it's the culture involved so we're talking like we mentioned jersey club before but we also like footwork and juke and like all these like subcultures right there you go. see
2: Ooh, so you can't really <laughs> see it but it says
0: That's a, it's a baby right
2: yeah shout out tech Life. it's actually <laughs> a little record it's a record oh yeah,
0: uh-huh. yes. but that's I mean, but it's so interesting because like these are worlds that most people who are like hip hop heads or people who like mm-hmm. maybe I know or access the show don't really know the, the this world these worlds right so like can you explain for us really quickly if, if if possible like what's the difference between these different like is there like is it a tempo thing is it a is it a drum programming thing like what makes what makes juke so different from techno so different from jersey club or footwork or like all of that like just kind of like explain it if you can
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i did a bunch of styles like i think i just have hella love for the east coast um but okay mm. so one of the things that i dj probably the most is is um jungle footwork juke, ghetto tech um geared, <laughs> house i don't even know what these words mean you see what i'm saying <laughs> Jersey club, <laughs> <we> talking about <laughs> baltimore club these are Go-Go, like gogo right what
0: go go is like baltimore like DM. baltimore
2: club yeah yes. yeah yeah exactly Go-Go, yeah that so baltimore club actually is the genre that got me to start DJing
0: oh like, interesting Tell yeah, i was
2: just i heard that i was like oh man what is this um what
1: is baltimore club like can you hum
2: baltimore club oh my <laughs> god yo just there's a dope ass documentary called dark city, um, on Netflix. Y'all should watch it. But anyways, Baltimore club is, um, uh, a genre that, you know, came out in Baltimore and it's the precursor for Jersey club. So Jersey club was inspired by Baltimore club. And it's like, really, it's just like bump, 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 but it's just like a very bouncy beat. So it's, it's almost like, um, it's like miami bass influenced almost. It's Mm. like very like, it's still kind of like booty, you know, and they have like all these dances like um, that they do today. Like there's one called the SpongeBob, you know, there's like Cherry Hill, there's like, you know, there's like a bunch of different dances for it. Um, So yeah, so that's one. And that's like, I would say like, that's like 130 to 140 BPM
0: okay um, so it's hyper fast and yeah, it's not it's, it's not like trap because trap could be at that that tempo but it's it's, but it's halftime. halftime right
2: yeah so this is like and then, full throttle yeah and then jersey club is similar to that only they use vocal chops so like uh they like chop up a lot of vocals and it's like kind of repetitive um but it has the same very similar drum, drum pattern and it's just, it's just more modern right yeah um and that definitely came out dirty so that was like you know and that's like 140,
0: and then mm-hmm. no. What genre is the song "Ass and Titties"? That's
2: Ghetto
0: Tech. Okay, so Ghetto, yeah, tech, I was, ghetto tech. I was in Detroit clubs acting a fool in that record. I came love, out. I love,
2: yo, <laughs> I love, Boy. I love, <laughs> I love soul.
0: I acting a fool in them detroit clubs what, yes.
1: was the, what was the dance was it like shimmy and turkey?
2: no ass it was just
0: like ditties? literally it was like literally dry humping it was like ass and titties ass and titties yeah exactly yep exactly
1: okay i'm getting all hyped right now Ray. what are you performing soon like what's going on Dude, <laughs> i, I do telling me about
2: it i need to know Yo, what's happening. the only so what i've been doing is i've been uh djing at lorigan radio and i've been playing dj assault on there. i've been playing all these things and it's all like booty central because it's on second and fourth fridays Um i just do it on my twitch so people can see what i'm doing on cdjs mm-hmm. and i bring records sometimes to you. so like i have a dj assault record that's like called like g-string like the g-string single and like the is this hilarious you know it's like the um, wild
0: shit that would play on like bet uncut does anybody remember bet uncut yeah it was like all the that. obscure really freaky naughty hip-hop Freaking that naughty. like you you weren't allowed to listen to during daylight hours right like,
1: <laughs> yo, yo, yo. yeah so you're not yeah. doing like any um because shit's opening you know or are you kind of like waiting to see if people you know die from COVID resurging
2: and and seeing what happens or what's your plan of attack um I my plan is I have no plan I'm chilling (laughs) I'm literally yo I've just been banging out stuff like uh, I've come out with like three four projects that are literally all different genres so like I'm just going ham like I've, I've made so many different styles like this year that I'm just like getting better at it and I'm just happy there um, I would definitely play a rave once it feels safe like that's the one place I would go to because that's the place I could play all this stuff and I could probably play a Berlin Chung too like if I wanted to like you know <laughs> yo, if you do please let me know I
1: need I need a redo of that time we saw Odessa and I was like rapping on the Oh my god yo I lost what did I lost my whole
2: ID my wallet dude
0: yeah. that that oh, seems no, to be really that, so that seems to be about right when you're hanging out with little mc like
2: yeah that. i'm, I'm,
1: I'm I, tame now i don't drink anymore but i will do molly i haven't done it in in a long Yo,
0: time no. but I would at a rave at a rave
2: dude oh my god
0: a ray rave
2: dude me and little mc <laughs> hijacked a muni bus like i literally felt like we were hijacking a mini bus And she just walked in I'm like oh I already know what's gonna happen And she's yeah. like okay And I was like yo she's got the itch So I just started like oh trying, like beatboxing And like stomping my feet or whatever And then she's just like fucking going ham and, No like, one like... wanted to hear it though I'm sure like,
0: they oh, never fuck up Outside of a cipher They never do And you hate ciphers <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You hate they rappers in ciphers They're, they're but, too needy But the random party goer gets these bars.
2: I know, like in the corner, like dude, like Like the old
0: lady in the bata in the back of the bus is catching (laughs) the smoke. (laughs) Yo, and then I said, "Look, bitch." Yeah, that's the vibe.
1: (laughs) No, like I really, I really want to go to a rave, rave. We also went to one like right before COVID me and marlon went to go see you in um
0: that was on fifth street
1: was that on fifth street it was in the castro
0: oh that one spot yeah i remember that that was a weird ass night
2: okay yeah that That was was a
0: weird ass night they were like (laughs) crazy
2: That was crazy. That, there was like a homeless
1: man riding on top of a car. It was like Mad Max in the streets. Do you remember that?
0: Uh, yeah, it was absurd. It was absurd.
2: was funny. <laughs>
0: that was um, Q-Bar. Q-Bar. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That was Q-Bar. Yeah. Yeah. That's Kazi
2: the place was w- there too. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Shout out to Kazi. Kazi's everywhere. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, Kazi. Yeah, yeah, actually, Kazi,
1: yeah. That sounds like a fun rave. yeah he needs to throw a mansion party and you need to throw a rave and then my life will be complete
2: there you go a rave
0: mansion party
2: Ooh, Ooh. yes i like that that could definitely work out yeah i have no idea it's fun
0: (laughs) so what do you what do you enjoy djing on the most right so you said you dj on cdj right can you explain for people what that is like that's is that the one where you like put the USB k- things in and you just go, yeah. Unless like that? you're
2: old school, <laughs> you got the CD. And if you're old school, you know that you have to write the freaking BPM on the thing if you're doing USB or if you have your CD. Oh my god, I did it on a CDJ 1000 before, it didn't even tell you the names of the tracks at all. <laughs> just like, I track bring a CD, one. <laughs> yeah. And this was at like the three. 3411 lounge, or you know the one in East Oakland.
0: Vaguely. It's
2: like 3411 lounge. Anyways, think, they used to have think, a stripper yeah. pole there. They don't anymore. But <laughs> yeah, yeah club or a stripper pole. Stripper pole. Oh, there was just a my, pole. That, it's that like that some like little bar. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was good. I was like, dang, this doesn't work at all. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. So um if you're looking at the older ones, it's like you could make CDs. You need to make two CDs because they. Basically, it's just a replication of turntables, but mm-hmm. digitally. So, like, you could have – well, not digitally. I guess it's USB or you could do CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, CDs read faster and last a little bit longer. USBs, like, I think I was sticking it in too many CDJs, and I was like, dang, my USB got an STI. Because your <laughs> your USB stick anymore. was in too many
0: holes? <laughs> too many.
2: Too many ports. <laughs> Shit. Too
0: many dirty ports.
2: Oh. Yeah. Fucking with them uh, dirty it just, No, It's been around a little too much. Yeah, it. top. <laughs> Yo. Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh. But yeah.
2: Those are fun. What, those are fun. What's huh. like? Are you gonna?
1: You You've been making like a lot of music, and you dropped a lot of projects. Are you gonna make a project with a vocalist, or are you kind of like just trying to do your solo dolo thing?
2: No, actually. So I'm trying to work. I have some stuff in the works, but I am. Um, merging out of like my well I mean I'm never gonna stop making anything really like I'll still make beats I'll still make dance tracks I'm still gonna make remixes but I'm at the point where like I really want to take on uh producing an album for a few rappers like I feel like I'm at the point there when I'm like I really just want to focus on uh like you know like producing the whole thing so it's like making body a of work exactly like nice. I want to I want to have like my name and somebody else's on stuff it's like oh dope like that's their whole record, you know and what
1: kind of music would it be like a rapper or what is yeah you? okay cool cool that's, that's exciting right. I would yeah like, that's kind of what I always would hope you would you would move towards because I would be really interested to see the kind of themes that you weave through because like I always associate you with like video games and Zelda and like anime and I just think it'd be fucking
2: dope it would be, I mean, I think it'd be fun, because then, because, like, I feel like everybody has a style, but I want to work with somebody who can, like, take my curves, like, who can take, like, the curveball, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I, if I make this, like, can you, can you do this? Like, I can also do this, like, I can do this style, like, you know, it won't be, like, it'll be probably a little more hip-hop-based, but, like, or even house, you know what I mean? But, like, Mm -hmm. I want to work with an artist. I have, like, a few in mind, but I want to work with, someone specific where like i have like a really tight connection with and i could just bang stuff out and they could like rock with whatever i throw at them and it'll be like quality so that's the dream i would love I, that. that that's gonna
1: happen I, I need to see that and and you would be in like music videos with them you know like like
2: metro no, and i want to post Savage up like pharrell RC in the back yeah, exactly. i want to just <laughs> post up like pharrell like i just show up just to show yeah, up if i can exactly <laughs> that's it say nothing like, exactly
0: like you hear the beat? Do the ad-libs. That's it. That's it. That's I've it. spoken. Yep. We call it. Ray's actually made a beat off of my ad-libs. She's oh, taking, my God. Yeah, I had this song on one of my albums called uh, "Gangster Movies, and she loved the ad-lib track that I did. So she took all the ad-libs and pitched them down and, like, sprinkled them through this whole beat. Sounds oh really dope. Oh, my no. God. That's <laughs>
2: crazy.
0: It's really great.
2: Yeah. I love that. I think you were, I like popped into one of your studio sessions or something and I was yeah. like yo can I just have these ad-libs and you're like yeah sure I don't care yeah was like, like she,
0: we, we were mixing the record and then it was just like yeah she, we were just playing just the ad-lib so she was hearing it and I'm like yo word like yo, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah yeah
2: and I was like yo I was like I already peeped the game
0: <laughs> yeah 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 and I was just like yo that's
2: hard well, that's what the track is called. It's
0: called Keep the King. Hell yeah. I love it. That's yeah.
2: That's yeah, I love No, it. I mean, there's a bunch of them. There's
0: a bunch of them, but, you know, it was. It, it was, was cool. It was,
2: yeah, because cool. I put that on my 404, and it's actually halftime, so it's hip-hop, and it's like a little bit of footwork, or like me experimenting with footwork, so it's 8160, and then it's just his ad-libs through my 404. Like, <laughs> it was,
0: it's crazy. Now, can you dance to any of this shit? Probably not.
2: <laughs> um, So, I can do a little footwork. I can't okay. say um, you know, crazy. Um, I can do some Baltimore club moves because they're just, they're like fun. Um, the footwork one to have like full routines. Like I've been, I took a few classes last year um, and I've been recently like practicing more of like combos and things like that, but it's like crazy. Cause you have to dance hella fast.
0: Yeah. Hella fast. And that's from Chicago, right? Footwork is that's from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean like plane beats and dancing like that stuff was
0: really was hard. techno founded in Chicago or was that Detroit? Techno music. Detroit. 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 Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's yeah.
0: just and, and yeah, and geto geto tech also. Yeah. Was, yeah. Ass and Synthes. As. Is that the, ass, the name ass, of the ass and
2: titties. I might have. To yeah, as the tags. Yeah. Now
0: I yeah. yeah. yeah, get the yeah. listeners listening.
2: Surreal, they're like, <laughs> really. So yes, Heavy. Exactly.
0: Yes,
1: yes. This is a very ratchet and woke episode, or like very heavy on the ratchet side. So I'm yes. happy about this.
0: Yes. Yo.
1: We've been very heavy on the woke recently, and yeah. you know, I need I need more ratchet in
0: my life. You need to go heavy
1: on the ratchet <laughs> a little bit. You we know? yeah. Yo. haven't even talked about clits in like a whole month. <laughs> We're <laughs> dang
2: we're lagging What's exactly there? we're <laughs> slipping
0: we are slipping out here we need at least one clitoris reference every episode every five episodes every five episodes Liz she'll check there. it
2: off she'll yep, check exactly. her glasses and checks
0: it off <laughs> as well as, like, she comes back with producer notes well you didn't use enough clit in this episode so, uh, yeah see here
2: it's missing four clit <laughs> <laughs> no
1: then I'll give you an ad lib track of just me saying different, like obscene words and you can just yeah! that Oh yeah, that yeah. that's that a Jersey it.
2: slap right there. There you go,
0: exactly. <laughs> have you ever actually, have you DJed on the East coast at any of these like, hubs of, uh, is that like a dream of yours?
2: Uh, I, one of my dreams is to go to Chicago. I would love, you know, pre COVID I wanted to go like during the end of the summer where people like apparently have like all these cracking house parties, like, you know, just to feel the vibe because there's so many, like, you know, a house came from there too. It's like, there's, there's so much culture there. I feel like, and I just wanted to, I wanted to get school to be honest. I just wanted to go in there and be like, what's up? (laughs) Um, (laughs) You want to get school? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like learn, like learn their ways. Right.
2: Yeah. 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 Because, um, yeah, because I feel like the West Coast is so different from there that it's just because all these genres aren't really played out here. Like, they, they are in some of the rave scenes and some of my friends, but it's not, like, a whole general thing. It's not, like... It's not,
0: like, a community in the way that it is out no, there. No, no.
2: Like, LA has a bigger footwork community because they, like, practice on Monday nights, and there's crews, and then there's, like, battle crews. But, like, out here, it's just, like, tutting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> like, <it>. the part. <laughs> 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 I'm being a hater, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, you know, you're like, there's no, like, yo, like, you know, we're out here, like, but we're battling people. Like, that's not a thing. Um, But I have gone to New York and I've played all these genres and I feel like New York is just such a, like, not hybrid, but it has so many different sounds that is, like, influenced and, like, innovated there, too, that it's just, like, I feel like going there really leveled me up.
0: Like, I mm. went,
2: I played, and I was like, Ooh. Like I actually made it out alive somehow,
1: <laughs> and now Hetty's Hetty's gonna run shit in Maine or whatever you know. So you'll have a little a little spot to go to when you're on the East That's Coast, right. in New York, go, Maine. I don't know what's cracking the in white Maine. people out in Maine. To exactly. Be like, yo, y'all I never heard of this shit
0: <laughs> at all.
1: Take <At> <laughs> your tail feathers. Exactly, That's right. they're like, oh,
0: <laughs> like this.
1: <laughs> oh my the crystal God, like, shops. That. You can play at the crystal shops. You yeah, know, there open their like, third this eye. This is in
0: Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> 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 yeah, this
2: is Fleetwood Mac.
0: What's Fleetwood coming on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get your get your eagles out of here. The- <laughs> eagles. Oh uh, shit! But yeah, Ray, shout out all of your social media so people know where to find you and and where to where to peep the next juke joint mix.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I have. Primarily my bandcamp. So R A Y R E C K dot bandcamp dot com. That's like all my projects. Like my beat tape is on there, all my like reworks. I recently came out with like a video game. I sample different video games and I turned them into like different style beats. Like, so there's like a trap video game in there, like B, and then um, like a house one. It's crazy. But yeah, there's really fun. Um, and then you could also go to my SoundCloud. It has a lot of my mixes as well as Mixcloud. So it's soundcloud.com slash R-A-Y, um, R-E-C-K. And Are you then, not on Spotify, right? I'm on Spotify too, actually. Okay. But it's just, it's, yeah, it's Ray Rec. There's a period at the end. Gotta make Ooh. it all lo-fi and cheek.
0: <laughs> Is it all lowercase, Watch too? Well, it's all Baby lowercase. Oh, uh, yeah, of course That's it would right. be. Yo. Yo. So,
2: yeah, I mostly put, like, I have, like, a house beat on there, but I mostly have, like, a, like it's mostly beats on there. Um, but, yeah, my SoundCloud house like, most of my mixes. I have a freaking booty booty bounce situation
0: on there that's
2: pretty fun it's called club <laughs> sandwich hey all
0: right well yeah no it's been fun check out ray wreck all her things ratchet and Woke podcast like us on facebook follow us on instagram email us questions comments topics ratchet and Woke podcast at gmail.com ray always fun always fun this is great.
2: Thank you. Thank you guys <laughs> you for having me. Yes. Yes, and don't forget, everyone clitoris. Clitoris.
0: <laughs> Perfect. breathe the tits.
1: Free the tits. We're not wearing a bra today. <laughs> here, now to we bring. got all the ratchet in
0: there. Yeah.
1: All in it. <laughs> Show us a nipple, yeah. babe.
2: Oh, <laughs> here you go.
0: Goodbye. good We're out, We're out of here.
2: Okay, bye. All right, peace,
0: y'all.